Yo, welcome to the What Do I Know podcast with your boy Zuzu. This is episode 19, episode 19, episode 19. Man, it's been a while since I talked to you guys. Um, I think the last episode came out a couple months ago, man, and, and a lot has happened uh, since then. I'm actually in a new studio this time, you know, so I'm in BOH studio. Shout out to them for letting me record here. Um, it's, a, it's a real dope spot. If you have a podcast, you should be here too. Um, but a lot of music has come out since then. Um, who, who's album? Rick Ross's album came out. Um, I think Rhapsody's album came out since the last episode. Um, Kanye West's album almost came out. <laughs> that still hasn't hit the airwaves just as yet. But there is two albums that I really wanted to focus on on this episode. And that is The Baby's album and Young and May's album. I'm going to start with The Baby. And before I get into um, his album, right, I, I need to, like, put a PSA out there for, for the world. Like, this has to be, like, a cap on artists with Baby in their name, right? He's the last one. That's it. For the next 10 years, let's put, like, a cap on Baby. We have Baby. We have Little Baby. We have uh, Baby Bash, if you want to count him. We have um, Bad Baby, right? Well, or I thought it was Bad Barbie, to be honest with you. But I, according to the to uh, Twitter verse, Twitter sphere, it's Bad Baby. Um, but the baby, that's it. That's it. There's enough, you know. Like I always think, like damn, like when a, when a, when an artist comes out, do they um, do they think about? like what their name is and like how are they going to stand out or maybe they use it like as a marketing tool and it's like oh maybe if I sound like someone else then more people would pay attention I don't know I don't know but there has to be a cap right um but let me give you a little bit of backstory on how I discovered the baby right um early spring we all heard the song Shug right I heard it on the radio I didn't know who it was I thought it was pretty cool um, but, you know, at, like any new artist, you really have to, like, grab my attention, right? So then uh, Suge is rocking on the airwaves, and then after that, I see that he does a freestyle on L.A. Leakers, I think is what I saw. Yeah, L.A. Leakers. And he kills it. And uh, for some reason, I thought, okay, I never heard, like, this flow. I don't, I don't know if it's his voice. His voice is, like, real distinctive. It, it really stands out a lot. So I didn't know if it was that or, or his flow, and but I but I liked it. He killed the fucking uh, the freestyle, and I'm a. If you ever listen to this to this podcast, you'd know that I am king freestyle. That's what really get, uh, grabs my attention, right? So he kills that. So he's on my radar, right? And then um, he starts killing like crazy features. The the first one I heard was was uh, Meg Thee Stallion's Cash Shit. He kills that too, and and Meg Thee Stallion was already you know making her buzz, so she was on my radar before the baby was. Um, and I'm I'm one of those people that once you get on my radar, for some reason I don't go back and listen to your previous stuff. I just kind of say, okay, this guy's getting my attention, and I'm gonna see what he does from here on out. I did the same thing with Benny the Butcher. Like I really didn't. Everybody's telling me, yo, you got to go back to Tender Talk, and I you know. Don't get me wrong. I listened to some songs, but I just didn't go back and listen to the with, with the same ear. I just want to see once you grab the world's attention, what you can do from here on out. I did the same thing with uh, with Kendrick, 
when when Kendrick first came out with swimming pools and um and he grabbed my attention, I didn't go back to section eighty. I know, I know, I know. You probably give me like a that look like you you gotta be kidding me. How are you not gonna go back to section eighty? But I just didn't. I still haven't heard it to this day, to be honest with you. I probably heard like three or four songs off of it. Um but I'm just that type of guy. I say, as soon as you sign your big deal, okay, I want to see what you do from here. Um, so he does cash it. Then he does, um, what, what do he do? Then he does the the free, um, the Dreamville verse, Under the Sun with J. Cole. And he did a slew of other features that just, like, grabbed my attention. I'm like, yo, this guy's flow is different. Um, he he's he's really killing it. But then, like the more you think about it, his flow really isn't that different. It's it's really Migos influenced. It's just he um, he has a bunch of punch-ins, you can tell. And then um, it's there's no skirt skirts and bow bows in the in the middle of the verse. So it's really Migos influenced. Yo, Migos is really influential with, when it comes to the new cats. Um, but that doesn't take anything away from the baby. He's doing his thing. He got, he got my attention now. Um, summer goes by. He's killing it. He's everywhere. He's all, all, all over Twitter, all over social media, right? So then he gets on. He does an interview with Tim Westwood. And I think he kind of has an hyperbole where he says, oh, my new album is going to come out soon, and I'm going to be on some Tupac shit. And like everyone else, I was like, relax, nigga. You haven't even fucking dropped anything. Like, how are you going to compare yourself to Tupac? But then I quickly realized that what he meant was his music is going to range. It's going to be, you know, street shit. It's going to be real shit. It's going to be introspective stuff. So I was like, okay, all right. I, I see where you're going with it. You you have my attention even more. His team did a really good job, I think, to, like, promote him and get the anticipation of his first album ready. I think they really did a like a dope job with this, right? He gets on another pod, another podcast. I think it was Nick Cannon's and he says that this is going to be the Carter 3 type of impact. Okay, he's going too far a little bit. Um but like I said, he got my attention. I'm ready for this album, right? So when I first, when when it first came out, I got up early and that's the first thing I put on. First thing. And let me just let me just tell you guys how, how I ran through it. I'm I'm running through the album and I'm like, yo, these beats knock. These beats are like they they just out there, right? And his flow is undeniable. He's hitting you with lefts and rights, jab, 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 punchline, punchline, and like you don't even have time to critique it too much because you're like okay he's still going right but then like halfway through the album you realize it sounds very similar like there's not a lot of change in the music and then I started to think like damn maybe I should have listened to his previous music to see if this is how he does everything or if this is just his new style you know what I'm saying like um it seemed like he went off the energy off of Suge and went into the album and just, like, recorded this in, like, 10 days. Because he was, like, popping, he's getting money, he's doing shows, and it seems like he just went right back in the studio and was like, I need to give him 15 more of these tracks because this is what they love, right? So I can understand the thinking. Um, so immediately I hit, up, I hit the group chat, you know, my cousins and my boys, and I'm like, yo, album is dope. Go listen to it. I'm, I always like to be the first person that's like, you know, go listen to this new shit, right? Um, 
I, I really like songs like Bop and and Vibes. V- vibes is the one that he put online. I think he just shot a new video for that recently. Um, I really like Vibes. I like the one with uh, Kevin Gates, a pop star. There's a lot of songs on there that I like. But when you listen to it in its entirety, it just sounds really the same. So let, let me go Let me go back. I hit up the group chat. I'm telling everybody, go listen to the album. Everybody's message back, like, probably like six hours later was like, eh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's all right. You know, there's some songs on there. And I'm like, really? Like, I thought I was, like, bugging. So then on the ride home, uh, from work, I I listened to it again, and I'm like, okay, I it, like once I put the excitement out of the way, once I like can really focus on what he's actually talking about, I see what everybody was saying. It's it's just really redundant. It's it's similar. It 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 you know, it just has that same sound. What what I do think he should have probably done is drop an EP, maybe like six songs, just so that he can go on tour. Because I can see what the label was trying to do. Hey, we need to capitalize off this, off this uh, single, right? O- off this buzz. We need to drop an album right now because the previous album that dropped in March, the one that has Sugar on it, was I think it was called Baby on Baby. That one didn't do what they expected it to do, so they're like, let's drop another one and capitalize off this buzz. And I have to realize, like, not everybody's gonna have the same trajectory as like or the same plan as every other new artist they're like let's capitalize everybody has a short uh short time span like when they listen to music so let's capitalize i understand the thinking um and you can drop this stuff to go on tour but um i think when people really paid attention to it i think it fell short a little bit i i do think that he can um really work this album though i think he can um really be successful as far as like uh making money having good first week sales which i think he did i think i think he he should be number one they should announce uh tomorrow if he's going to be number one but um you know he did his thing it just didn't the the way he promoted it and the buzz that he had was over um what i what, what i heard from the album it was just like too much you know but i i don't get me wrong they did a good job and that, and that's what a label is supposed to do what i see from him in the future is like he's that artist that can give you a hit right he's that artist that can like he stands out so it would be dope if like his next album and yes it's because it's you know from North Carolina and everything I think he could utilize like like a J. Cole to like um, executive produce it you know J. Cole executive produced Young Thug's um, last album and it's his best album it's the one that's getting the most, you know, the most respect and the most uh, notoriety. Like, um, I think J. Cole can bring out the more introspective artists from the baby that we know he can do. I mean, he dropped the intro first as a single. So when I first heard that, I'm like, oh, okay, you talk about your dad, you talk about your mom, you talk about your life. But then the rest of the album was just missing that. You know what I'm saying? It, it was a lot of the same stuff. I think... Going into the next one, he can tour all year next year off of this one album. But going into the next one, if you really want to like stay here for a long time, I think he can benefit from maybe getting J. Cole as an executive uh, producer and then have some bigger, you know, some bigger features on this. Not that he didn't have any big features, you know, he had Migos on there, he had Moneybag Yo, Little Baby, uh, he had Nicki on it, which is surprising too. Um, yo, it, side note, it's so crazy how Nicki Minaj just like announced that she's retiring and 
two weeks later, like, no one even cared. Like, it, to me, it seems like no one's even talking about it. And it's kind of sad. Because I know when Lil Wayne, when Lil Wayne announced that he was going to retire, you know, people were like, no. And, you know, Kendrick dropped that classic video of him saying, hell no, you can't retire, man. I'm not going to let you do that. You crazy? So... It's it's just it's just crazy how how she's just gone to the wayside and then she has another Aretha Franklin punchline in there like she's just running out of shit. Um, but anyways, yeah, like I I really liked I, I really liked the album, um, but I think they probably should have dropped the EP. I think that's like the consensus I have with that album. But what do I know? Um, another album that I wanted to talk about is Young and Maze. With Young and May's album, it's called Her Story, Her Story, or however you want to say it. Um, with her album, I had the complete opposite. I was not looking forward to it. Um, I, you know, she wasn't really grabbing my attention. You know, a few years back when she dropped Ooh, I was one of those people that was like, okay, song, cool song. You know, it blew up. Everybody's loving it. But then I was, I was like everybody else. Like, she kind of dropped the ball when, when, you know, when the buzz kind of died out. Um, then she dropped a new song recently called Big, which is dope. And it, and it grabbed my attention and, and I was like, okay, okay, young and May, let's go. So when she dropped, uh, when she dropped, when she announced that her album was coming out, um, I was ready, but I was just like kind of skeptical, right? So I wasn't even going to check it out, to be honest with you. But then when I saw it, when I saw it on title, I was like, all right, let me, let me listen to it. Yo, the first like ten songs, I'm like, okay, all right, like you, you, you really, you really impressed me. This song, this album has bops, it has flows. Um, you know, it did sound like a very good mixtape, like the first half. And then I'm like, okay, but this has to sound like an album. Like it doesn't sound like an album yet. Like where's those records that give me album feel? Now I looked at how many songs are on there. There's 21 tracks. I'm like, damn, I don't know if I can get this mellow vibe for 21 tracks. But then she gave me, she gave me real dope songs like um, "Stubborn Ass," uh, where she talks about a girl. She gave me "Numb," where she talks about like some drug use and stuff like that. And it's, I was like, these are the album cuts I was looking for. She really, really, really impressed me, yo. She did. She did a good job. And and what it made me realize is like, I have to stop thinking every artist is going to be the same. Like, this is 2019, going on to 2020, and every artist doesn't blow up the same. She has this sound that's mellow, that maybe, uh, like, not hook-driven, and it's just more rap and flow-driven, and that's who she is. And if I accept her as that, then I can enjoy the music. And I realized that, and I kept going back to the album, and I'm like, yo, I really like these songs. What it reminded me of, though, is like um, like a Friday night in, in New York City, and you're just like high as hell, and you don't feel like going out. This is the type of album that you put on. It's probably like 10, 11 o'clock. You, you know, you almost done your bottle of Henny, and, and you're just like vibing out. This is that type of album. And, and it's dope, yo. She did her thing. I think from here on out, she can stay there. Like, she doesn't have to have the big single. She doesn't have to have the big, you know, feature on her shit. She can just stay in this lane and I think be very successful. What I want to see from here on out is if, if like, she starts getting more features from from other people, you know? Because I, I just don't see her on other tracks, you know? Um, and she, and it, she can really wrap her ass off. So I just, I just want to see where she goes from here. Um, but it's a dope album. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. 
Um, but we should see how 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 she does her her tour. She hopefully she announces a tour soon, and and they come and, and drop via Rhode Island or Boston so I can check it out. Um, what else has happened in the in the world of hip hop? A lot of new singles have dropped. Uh, I think people are getting ready for the fourth quarter um, when it comes to hip hop. And there's three singles that recently dropped that I want to talk about. And the first one is French Montana's "Writing on the Wall." Now this one has the fucking all star package post malone and cardi b featured on it like once you get post malone right you're already thinking to yourself okay going top 10 at least first week top 15 at least first week um i i was surprised that it was another afro beat like afro beat is fucking going crazy right now everyone is taking this fucking thing right but i actually like this song i i like it a lot um you know, is it going to stay on top for a long time? No. But I think French Montana is just trying to get that single where the label is like, okay, it's ready. Let's drop this album now. Right? Um, I was really impressed with with Cardi's verse on it. Because Cardi, she raps fast on this one. And she's holding her own. What I'm noticing about Cardi is that she's like, she's getting more comfortable behind the mic. She's... I don't know if she still has a ghostwriter or not. You know, I'm pretty sure she's trying to, like, write more verses herself. But she really did her thing on this. Um, it doesn't, like, she doesn't fuck up the song. She actually makes the song better. I think without her on it, it wouldn't be as good. I really like it. The video looks kind of cheesy with the whole green screen and them, like, walking through New York, crushing buildings and shit. It's kind of cheesy. But the song is dope. Uh, I... I'm I'm trying to determine if it's going to be like if it's going to live for a long time, if it's going to be on the radio for a long time. But when you have somebody like Post Malone on the track, it's you know, it's like almost undeniable, right? So it'll live for a little while. I just don't know how long it's going to live. Um another single, Fabulous, finally, finally, Fab. What the fuck, man? We've been waiting, nigga. Shit. <laughs> Finally, Fab drops a single called Choosy with Jeremiah and Davido. This is another Afrobeat track. Another one. Another one. Um, you know, it's just good to hear him back. You know, it's good to hear Fab back. It's good to hear him fucking um, um, just back on the scene killing shit. The single, though, the single was like, mm, let's be honest. We all love Fab, but the single is just not there. I think Fab has to move on from from being the artist that has that one single that's on the radio and then you drop your album. He he's a legacy act now. He's he's on the Jadakiss level now. You have to give us volume, I think. Like he I, I feel like he what he should have did was he can still do this, so let me not say what he should have did. This is the single that just gets the ball rolling. This is the single that you have to come with more right after it. Like, you should do... I think Fab should be doing a flex freestyle next week. Um, a breakfast a breakfast club interview or maybe even a pull-up. That way, you know, him and Joe Budden can talk that artist shit. Just to get Twitter and, and Instagram talking about him again. You, you Like, you can't live off that one single that's, like, you know, bubbling a little bit. The video's dope. Shout out to Verde. Shout out to all the K-Verdians out there. The video's dope, but it's just not the shit that's going to get us excited. Like, you got to give us something new. You've done this before. And I'm that guy that's been waiting for Loso's Way 2 for a long time. 
I want, like, I've been asking for Fabulous to give us his black album, right? I want him to give us his version of a black album where he can talk about, you know, where his career has gone, where he's come from, and, like, kind of, like, reflect on the last 10 years. Like, we haven't really gotten the fab that we want. We've gotten a bunch of soul tapes, which have been dope, a bunch of summertime shootouts, which have all been, you know, also been all right. But we need that, like, that album, you know? And, like, if you're going to give us a bunch of singles, you know, like Khaled, then, you know, it just, it doesn't live long, you know? It doesn't add to his legacy. And I, I feel like this is just the beginning of this record, don't get me wrong, of, the, of this album, of this rollout, but he needs to do more. He needs to follow this up with more. Like I said, a flex freestyle um, would just, like, be like, oh, shit, Fab can rap. Like, we know he can rap. Um, he can even do the Freestyle Fridays. I say that all the time. If you listen to this, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I say that a lot. But he can li- he he can do like a Freestyle Friday and just get the ball rolling again. What's funny is that this song sounds like a summer song, and he's dropping it in the fall again. Like the summertime shootout thing should be called fall time shootout at this point, right? Because he just hasn't it hasn't come out in the summer at all. And why is it even called a shootout, anyways? Um, anyways. It's it's the beginning. It's good to see him back, but we need more. We need more Fab. I know I'm not the only one saying that, but what do I know? Um, Travis Scott just dropped a new one, and I'm like, really already? Like, it might be soon because it usually takes a year off, but it's called um, Highest in the Room, and it's a dope track. You know, you know, you know, Travis. He gives you that that vibe music. He gives you that that shit that knocks. Um, I believe him when he says he's the highest in the room. We've all been there before, or maybe drunkest in the room. We've all been there where you're just like trying to hold it in. Um, you, you, you know, you need to go outside and get a, bre- <laughs> a, a breath of fresh air. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've all been there. But the track is dope. I'm curious to see where this one goes, though, because if you listen to the track, he has like a transition at the end of it. And you know he's the king of transitions, right? He, he's like the king of that shit. And at the end, the beat changes, and it starts transitioning into something else. So when it starts transitioning, it sounds like it's part of another track, kind of like how he did with Sickle Mode, kind of like he did with some other tracks off of Astro World. So I'm questioning, does he have another album coming out, which would be dope. Like, I'm pretty sure he's trying to stay on top right now. You know, he doesn't want to take a, another year off. I'll take another album. I'll take another EP. Fuck it. Give us six more songs, you know? Let's let's get this shit popping before the year ends. I'm I'm down for it. it it's a really dope track. Um, I'm just curious to see where he's going to go with it or if it's just a Lucy. I'd prefer this. I prefer him giving us Lucy's than for him to give us a bunch of hooks on other people's tracks. Because, you know, before Astroworld came out, he was, give, he was like, giving everybody hooks, and it was just kind of getting... Getting redundant a little bit, right? I, I don't know, but I'm curious to see where this shit goes. What else has happened in the world of hip-hop? Um, oh, yeah. I have it written down here. I have Super Bowl. Um, Jay-Z and the NFL announced. I say Jay-Z. Rock Nation and the NFL finally announced who they're going to have perform at the Super Bowl. And they tell us it's J-Lo and Shakira. At first, I'm like, this is genius. Like, Shakira? Yeah, that's perfect. Because Shakira fits that demographic that, like, everyone knows. Like, I feel like a 15-year-old 
knows who J-Lo is, and my grandmother will know who J-Lo is. They won't necessarily know her songs or, you know, who she's married to or what she's been doing, but they, if you was to say, you know Jennifer Lopez, they'll be like, yeah, I know Jennifer Lopez. So I feel like it covers all bases. It's in Miami, so you cover the Latin demographic. You, you know, you color, you color, you cover other demographics as well. You do the women empowerment movement that's going on right now. It's like it's like a home run. It's it's a genius thing. And I see a lot of people complaining. Well, let me not say a lot of people. Uncle Luke is complaining. How don't you have um, people from Miami or the or Miami? Which I agree with him. But you still have to have an artist that is just not Miami. You have to have an artist that like kind of you know covers all bases. The whole world is watching this shit. Right, not just Miami. So, I agree. Let's get a Miami artist with with uh, with J Lo, and it'll probably be Pitbull because Pitbull makes the most sense. Um, but you're not gonna have Ross on there unless Ross has a song with with J Lo. I I don't see Ross being on there, and it's and maybe not for the first Super Bowl that Jay Z does. Like he's probably trying to like tiptoe on this shit. Let's take it easy. Let's put J Lo. Maybe maybe the next one we have a, a hip hop all hip hop cast. You know, like Jay Z's not dumb. Um, but like everyone else, I thought, wait a minute, J-Lo though? Like, what is she going to do up there? Right? Like, what is she going to, she's going to dance a lot. I know she's had a residency at, in Las Vegas, so she's been performing a lot. She has a lot of songs, but does she have like Super Bowl songs? Right? So I, so I went to Google and I Googled her top five charting songs. I, I was like, let me just see, because I can't just name them off the top of my head. I know the Ja Rule ones, and I know some other ones, but so I have them right here. Um, her top five charting songs, believe it or not. Number one is I'm Real. I'm Real. The way you want, the way you talk it. Be- I don't see that on stage. I just don't see that rocking the crowd at the Super Bowl. Sorry. Second one. Ain't it? I don't know the other words, but I know it says that. I also don't see that rock in the crowd. I don't know why. I, I just, I, I don't. It doesn't, like, get the crowd popping for me. And, like, you, it's hard to, like, she's a dancer, so it's hard to, like, that track is really mellow. It's slow paced, so it's hard to, like, really do, like, a number on that. Uh, what else? Uh, if you had my love and I give, I'm like, okay. So I'm like, yeah, this one, okay, I can see her doing that. The white people know this. The older people will be like, yeah, I know that song. So I can see her doing that, right? Um, and then Love Don't Cost a Thing. Um, that's another track that I can see her doing. So I'm like, all right, what is she going to do up there, though? Like, she doesn't have that many songs, right? Can she do newer songs? Can she do... Dinero, yo quiero, yo quiero dinero, eh, with Cardi. I like that song, actually. I, you know, my sister used to look at me like I'm crazy when I listen to that song, but I, I really like it. Um, I, I, what I see her doing is, like, performing two songs, having, like, a dancing number, and then letting Shakira come out and do her one song, Hips Don't Lie. Like, I even Googled her songs, and I'm like, what other songs does Shakira have? I know she has a million Spanish songs. But no one knows those. Um, so Hips Don't Lie with Wyclef. I really hope Wyclef does not come on stage with his fucking guitar uh, speaking 
85 different languages. Like, I, I love White Clef, but no. Like, just let Shakira go up there, do her belly dancing thing, and we'll be happy. Um, she's going to come out and do Hips Don't Lie. And that's it. And then J-Lo goes and, you know, changes her outfit and then comes back and does two more songs. So there has to be more. When they did announce it, don't get me wrong, when they did announce it, they said it was going to be J-Lo, Shakira, and other artists. So I can see Pitbull going up there. I can see Cardi coming out because it's the whole women empowerment thing. Um, but I'm I'm really curious to what tricks you'll have up her sleeve. I'm not saying that she can't give us a good show. I'm not saying that because J-Lo, she's a performer, right? She's like, you know, she knows what, what to do. This is not new to her. But when it comes to the music side, I'm just curious how she keeps it. So I looked it up, and halftime is really like a half hour. So they'll probably give her like 20 minutes. Um, and, you know, you normally don't do full songs. You do like, you know, first verse, hook, and then you switch over to a new song. So we'll see. We'll see. I think I think, I think think it'll be a good show. Um, I don't think it's going to be really like, you know, um, too hip-hop, though. Like, I, I don't, I just, I don't see that. Um, even though Jay Z, Jay Z is behind this, I, I can see it being kind of like a little bit of everything, a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of um, techno music with with her with her songs. Oh, she has "Waiting for Tonight." Whoa, she has that one too. She can do okay. All right, all right. So maybe I'm wrong. She she has some songs that she could do, um, but we shall see. In February, we'll see how it goes. What do I know? Um, one other subject I wanted to talk about on this episode, right, is top five albums from rappers that we never got. So, obviously, the non-albums. The other day, I was watching an interview with Petey Crack on Drink Tramps with Nori. And he's been on there before. I think he's been on there twice before this one. So, I'm like, all right, maybe he has new music uh, new music he wants to talk about. Maybe he's dropping something new. I got to go check it out. When I listen to the interview, it's the same old shit. You know, they get fucked up and they kind of talk in circles and nothing. You know, they want to talk about Jay-Z and when it broke up, when Rockefeller broke up and when State Property broke up and blah, 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 blah. Like, we heard that already. Um, and even though I still listen to it, I, I fast forward it to the end to see if he, like, announces a new album coming out because I've been waiting for Petey Crack. And then I thought, I'm like, damn, Petey Crack is one of those artists that had the craziest buzz when he was first coming out, has his own flow, has like everything, his own style and everything, and we just never got the album that the label's behind. I'm talking about a, uh, an album that the label's pushing. There's a single. It's on the radio. You're shooting videos, and it's push, push, push. Not like an album that comes out on a Magum Digital that goes online only, and you don't see it in stores or anything like that. I'm not talking about those type of albums. I'm talking about a highly anticipated album, right? P.D. Crack is one of those artists. So I'm like, damn, what other artists have we been waiting for albums forever and we never got them. So I got a list. I needed some help. I got a list of five artists. Petey Crack being one. This is not in order. Uh, who else I got? Max B, number two. Max fucking B. He's in jail, obviously. And obviously he had that, you know, little riff with Jim Jones. So his label stuff really got fucked up and, and it really didn't come out. Um, But he's another artist that we never got the vigilante season 
album, man. Like the real one, the one with with like I said, with the with the budget, with the producers, with the videos. Because you know Max B should have been on the radio. What's surprising about him is he's been dropping music from jail or from the halfway house that he's in recently, which is dope. Y'all sleeping if y'all ain't fucking with the wave. I'm black and I'm proud is a fucking dope ass track. So cold with um, a boogie with the hoodie is a dope ass track. Y'all sleeping? Go fucking check that out right now. Max B, Max B, the wave, the dawn, the boss dawn. All right, don't disrespect Max B. But that's another artist that we never got the real album. I'm really curious to when he gets out how he'll live in this new age of like you know social media. I think he'll do great because he's just like charismatic. Um, but I wonder if the world has stopped caring or are they waiting for him to come out officially to really support him because he had the, he had the streets. I know I'm still supporting it. I still have it on my playlist, but he's another artist. Uh, who else I got? Number three, Stack Bundles. I'll be honest, with Stack Bundles, he had mad potential. I was always hearing him on his Bird Game, uh, on the Bird Game mixtapes, on all the features he did with Jim and Max. But we never got his album either, man. Like, it, like he was another one that was highly anticipated when he was out. Um, and we just never got his album. I, I never really dove into his solo mixtapes, I'll be honest. Um, but that's another guy that we never got the album. And then I, this is when I started reaching out for help. I couldn't really think of anybody off the rip. And my brother gave me one. He said, Corey Guns. And I was like, yes, you, you guys remember that video? that Corey Guns dropped on that Smack DVD where he's in the car with his boy and he's just freestyling his ass off in there. And he's just killing it. And I remember I remember like us thinking like, yo, this is Corey Guns? I mean, Peter Guns' son? Like, what the fuck? He's fucking killing this shit, right? And then, you know, years later, he signs to Young Money. So we're like, okay, finally, he's grown now. He's perfected his craft. We're going to get the Corey Guns album we've been waiting for. I've, I know I've been waiting for at least one album from him. One album, right? He does a verse on Six Foot, Seven Foot um, off, off, off the Little Wayne joint. And he creates that buzz again. Okay, Corey Guns is coming out with another banger. He's coming out with, a, with, with an album finally, and it just never comes out. He's dropped, he's dropped mixtapes. That's not what I'm talking about. He's dropped full-length project. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the album that is fully, fully, fully promoted by a label. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm talking about that album. And we just never got it from Corey Guns. And now it's kind of like, I don't know. It's on the shelf right now. Like, I don't know if he can garner that buzz again. Um, and another one that, that my boys gave me was Red Cafe. You guys remember Red Yo, Red Cafe was dropping so many fucking bangers over the years. He he reminds me of like French and um and Fat Joe and not like like stylistic you know, he he doesn't remind me, he doesn't remind me of them stylistically. He just reminds me of them like he always has a banger on deck. He always has one ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Um he had singles like I'm ill, hottest in the hood. What else? Paper touching. Like, he just had these tracks that was like every summer he had one. And then he just kind of went away for a little while. He was always um, beside Fab. And he went away for a while. And we were like, damn, Red Cafe's done? Like, no, he can't be done. He had bangers. We never got his album, man. And we fucking need his album. Um, he recently, he put out a So Brooklyn 
freestyle. You guys know the Soul Brooklyn Challenge that Casanova uh, created, that everybody's just dropping verses. I actually thought about doing one. I, 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 don't, I, I downloaded the beat, but, but it was too late. Everybody was doing it, and I was like, fuck it. But he did one, and he kind of indicated that he was in jail this whole time. And he's back out, and he's spitting. So I got excited, and I'm like, oh, shit, could we get a Red Cafe project soon? Hopefully, it might not be the album that I'm asking for, but it's just good to see him out. Those are the five artists that I can think of. Um, if you guys know any other artists from maybe 2005 until now that had a high buzz that we never got the album of, album from, I should say, let me know who it is. I can't think of anybody else that we, you know, that didn't get the the big push. You know, the the big album push is what I'm saying. I can't think of any, but those are the top five: Peter Crack, Max B, Stack Bundles, Corey Guns, and Red Cafe. Man, what do I know? What do I know? Um, but before I end this podcast, what I wanted to start doing was giving advice to upcoming artists. Um, sometimes we have a lot of gems. Um, I, you know, I, I'll reiterate, I used to be a rapper, I'm a retired rapper and, you know, I learned a lot of things out, um, along the way. And sometimes people learn, people learn by through trial and error. So I'm like, you know what, maybe I should just start giving advice. Like if you just started rapping a year ago and you're in your teens and I, I feel like there's a lot of things that I can be giving out to the world, right? Why would I just hold them in? And one thing that I learned is to always have the secret verse, okay? And what I mean by secret verse is a secret 16 to 32 bar verse. I prefer 32 bars. That is not on the record. That explains who you are. Has crazy punchlines, but simple punchlines. That you can spit on any beat, right? And this is why. You need a verse that you can pull out at any fucking time. You're walking down the street, you see people battling, you can pull out this verse, right? This verse needs to be simple so that you can spit it slow, you can spit it fast. It needs to be a verse that's like, that you know like the back of your hand, right? And there's three scenarios that you need this verse for. You never put it on a record. Never, 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 ever, ever put it on a record, right? There's three scenarios. Number one, you go to a radio station, you're doing an interview, and they catch you off guard and they say, yo, put a beat on. And they put the beat on and some fucking crazy-ass beat that you like, I can't even rap to this. This verse fits on that because you can speed it up, you can slow it down, right? Situation number two, you're on stage and you're performing in this technical difficulties. The DJ's equipment's not working. The um, music you gave them somehow is not playing. This is the verse you pull out your back pocket and talk to the crowd and spit an acapella. You spit it slow so that they understand all the lines, right? And you give enough time for people to fix whatever technical difficulties you have, right? This is like something you need in your back pocket. And the last one is, like I said, you're walking down the street and you happen to see Lenny S eating dinner. And he, oh, he's walking out of a fucking restaurant. And you get a chance to spit a verse for him. This is the one you spit. Now, remember, the verse has to explain who you are. 
where you're from, be simple enough to so they understand you, have punchlines that grab your attention, right? I used to have a verse that I would spit that still, it's still not on the record, that I used to spit every time I needed an acapella for a crowd. I think I remember how it goes. It used to, it used to go, I'm a soldier, so I get my salute on. Nigga, I'm so fly, I should have a parachute on. Zuzu is the real deal. I should be a group on. And I don't need a fucking sweater just to put my crew on. You know, lines like that, that grab your attention, but are simple enough. Right? Just lines that just grab you. If you were walking down the street and you see Lenny S, you need to be able to spit this verse. And, and then he'll remember who you are. Um, quick story. My man Flawless. Shout out to Flawless, man. Uh, Flawless Real Talk. He's going to be on Rhythm and Flow on Netflix, and I know he's going to kill that shit, man. Um, he taught me this. When I was on tour with him in Atlanta, um, we were driving down to Atlanta, and we happened to get a meeting with um, the manager from the Clips at the time. You know, this is years ago. Uh, manager at the Clips at the time, and the guy asked us to spit. So Flawless spits a 16-bar verse, killed it. I spit a 16-bar verse, I killed it. He spits another 16-bar verse, and I'm like, okay, fuck. All right, which one am I going to spit? Oh, I know this one from this song. I spit that one. It was still dope, but you can tell it was about a certain subject, right? When you have a verse that's about a certain subject, like this, let's say I spit a 16-bar verse that's about a girl, it doesn't have the same impact. So then he spits another one, and I'm like, fuck. I'm not ready. I wasn't prepared. And then... When I went to go spit my third one, it was one that had a different flow. You can tell I was spitting faster. And this is a cappella now. So it didn't grab his attention the way it needed to on my part. So from there on out, I was like, I need to have 32 bars ready to go at all times. That is not on the record. It's not online. No one knows this, this verse, and I can spit it at any time. So my advice, if you're coming up and you just started rapping, have this verse memorized like the back of your hand and pull it out whenever you fucking need it. But what do I know? I'm just a fan. I'll catch y'all on the next one. That's all I got for, for this episode. Um, next one's episode 20, episode 20, episode 20. Live from the BOA Studios. It's your boy Zuzu. What do I know podcast? <laughs>